0: Hey everyone, Uh, welcome back to the Mindful Psychonaut Podcast. So, I haven't done podcasts in a while. Um, uh, The last podcast I did was, I think it was called Preparation for Psychedelics or something along that line. And I basically went, I was in the four or five days prior to my ayahuasca retreat. Um it's now been two or three weeks since my ayahuasca retreat and yeah i had some time to think about all of it um and i think i was probably today's episode's going to be like there's so much i could talk about um so i'm going to start with what happened? How how it all ran? Where did I go? What company was I with? How did it go from day to day? Uh, my best recalling of those events and then maybe in the second half of the video um, or podcast actually talking about maybe what I got out of it uh, um, <clears throat> or like the the meaning behind that experience. So um I flew from London to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Lima, and then Lima to Iquitos, and then met Arcana, who the, the team at Arcana, um, and the facilitators and everybody else who was part of the tr- part of the retreat, like me. Um, the night before, then we got picked up the following day. Um, we had a Hour and a half drive out to well to the, the riverside, and then an hour and a half boat ride um, on the Amazon to the jungle retreat. Um, so we got there um, in the afternoon. The food was lovely. <laughs> uh, still on the because there was, there's a ayahuasca diet um, that you're supposed to follow prior to. Doing an ayahuasca retreat, um, partly due to the intentions, the sacrifice of, hey, this is something I want to eat or want to consume. No, like sacrifice this because, you know, it's almost the, the 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 preparation and the mentality it takes to sacrifice those sorts of things gets you in the right headspace to focus on what you're then doing it for. What's the purpose of doing that? There are some things where it's like, actually, you probably shouldn't have that in your system um, during the retreat. Uh, But most of it is actually, you like chocolate? Okay. I know you like chocolate, but for the next two weeks um, or something like that, you're just going to give that up and milk and red meat and this and that. And it's like, okay. It, yeah when you almost come back to those cravings of oh I want this, I want that, I guess I came back to I'm doing this for the retreat, I'm doing this to prepare properly and almost respect, respect the medicine. Um, And briefly before I go into the the rest of the week, um, coming to um, an ayahuasca retreat to Arcana, um, Arcana spiritual center, uh i was obviously heard about plant medicine um the ayahuasca spirit mother ayah and wasn't really sure what to think of that um i think i came into it going i'm not really sure if there's a mother ayah or whether there's a plant spirit um but for the time that i'm at the retreat i don't think there's going to be much harm in believing that or at least taking that on board And I think I got a lot out of trying to take that on board. Um, So arrived on Sunday. Um, Half of the people from the retreat had their intentions um, in the evening, um, which was, I guess, well, in the ayahuasca retreat or in the ceremonies, they come back to the four pillars. Um, The first pillar is your breath. Focus on your breath enjoy your breath second pillar is uh, posture so sitting upright uh, that might be unassisted or it might be back against the wall um, but upright posture is really important um, third um, third pillar is your intentions so that might be asking mother Aya for something um, for me it was mother Aya, give me strength that was in the first night um, and that was strength to deal with Death, past and present, um, or past and future, um, but it's something, something short that you can almost re- retell yourself during the uh, during the evening, during the ayahuasca ceremony. You can go, Mother Ayah, give me strength, or Mother Ayah, give me courage, or uh, those those sorts of things. So you've got breath, posture, intention, and the ikaros. Um the ikados is what the shamans sing during the night. you start um in silence and then they start to sing the ikados um after maybe forty five an hour uh, forty five minutes or an hour um and again, in terms of those pillars give you something to focus on during the experience something that might be you might you might feel uncomfortable it might be challenging and coming back to either or all of those pillars is really important um so yeah during those intention talks you would talk with um jose um, who's the organizer of arcana um all the shamans um, all the facilitators just so they know hey look this is me i've been through this childhood trauma i've been in war i've been in this i've i take this i take that i've had addiction problems all all of the things that you could possibly tell and should tell um, you need to be open with that say these are the things I'm dealing with and this is my intention and then they can almost help you it helps them decide okay what's your first dose going to be um, because obviously dose makes the medicine you can have a very small amount and not feel very much you can have a very massive amount and um, completely blown away and that's way too much Um, so it's important to see almost get that right Um, there's also an orientation talk on the first day which was just about how the ceremonies were ran Um, uh, things like the noble silence almost during the ceremony you do not talk to other people you do not touch other people if you need help you ask for help and you use the little red torch or you just shout out and say can someone help me Um, Because even though you're with other people, it's very much an individual experience. So there was very much a focus on do not interfere with others. You know, you might be scared and you might want your friend who sat next to you to help you and comfort you. But you you can't do that. Um, You need to respect that. And actually, if you need help, you ask for help. Um, And that's why the facilitators are there. And they were really, really good. Um, Really, really helpful. and most of them have actually not all of them have had experience with ayahuasca um but actually a lot of the facilitators who work there and help were once just someone like myself who went um and had an ayahuasca retreat and then later came back and said can i volunteer so they know what it's like to be in that position which was also quite comforting i guess um so the following day um there was no there was no ceremony on that first night it was just sort of get settled and there was the first ceremonies the following day so on monday there's a bunch of different i guess ceremonial preparations um and well just just preparations that are done prior to the um ceremony so that's obviously the dieto includes that so before you even arrive you're doing preparation Hopefully, you're doing some mindfulness and meditation um something to well to actually have a bit of awareness of how your mind sort of operates how how thoughts can just arise and you haven't had any idea well recognizing that they just arise and not holding on to them straight away as such um but actually having that preparation before is really useful, and then there was preparation while we're actually at the center so um they did a few mindfulness things a few things on the breath and posture um there are a few um I I guess I'd say like um buddhist sort of mantras and philosophies and ideas um that were expressed prior to um the first ceremony I know some of the ideas like it, it's an i i I like Buddhism I like the ideas that come with it um and I think they they obviously took a little bit of that along with the plant spirit um a lot obviously with the plant spirit and it's like okay I'm not sure if this is real but let's go along with it anyway um so, you have that in the morning. There's a lot of, like, a little bit of meditation, a little bit of a ceremony. Um, they have different, <clears throat> they have different, like, sages that they use. Um, they have different, different um, plant medicines. So, you have ayahuasca, you also have sapo, which is the uh, uh, 5-MeO-DMT from the Sonoran desert toad, the, the, the poison from that. Um, they use mapacha, which is a a sacred form of tobacco, um, which is just the tobacco. It's a lot stronger, supposedly. I didn't have any, um, but they smoke that and they they use that during the ceremonies. Um, Yeah, so a bunch of different things going on. There was also intentions for the rest of the group. Um, A monkey island excursion. So we got to go on a boat and see some monkeys. That was one monkey. It was very rainy, but it was fun to say the least. Um then there was a floral bath, um, which was just a bucket of um nice smelling water which you just soak all over yourself and let it air dry. Um sort of again just coming back to the intentions you know what is that going to do to me it's supposedly supposed to protect me that's why you let it air dry instead of drying it off with a towel um does it protect me or not i'm not sure but actually if i can try and believe that almost a placebo nocebo effect if i can try and believe that um then likelihood is i'm gonna have a better time in the ceremony um before breakfast i'm going back because i missed something before breakfast there was it's called a plant emetic i've just got the uh the the, the board that was on each day um i think it was this one or it was the arati five liters of lemon lemon tea uh, lemongrass tea or something uh warm and you just have to drink the entire thing as quick as possible <clears throat> and it's done as a form of cleansing i think um it's not that pleasant it's it's nice to taste like a mouthful and then you realize how much you have to drink um and you obviously can't drink all of that like without getting rid of it again so you drink as basically they were like drink it as fast as you can if you need to throw up you throw up um well you will need to throw up because it's 5 liters of liquid so you just get given a, a little jug and a big jug and you fill up the little jug and you down that and you fill up and then eventually you need to throw up and you just do that until the entire thing's gone. Um, I felt grateful because I'm a bit bigger than most of the people there. So they didn't they didn't change the literage, the, 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 the amount of the volume of tea um, for the body type. So I probably had it a little bit better off than some of the five foot little girls there. Um, well ladies Um, so I do feel bad for them but I managed to get that down Um, and again why was that done, is that a good thing Um, I don't know Uh, I think if anything hey look you're going to purge you're probably going to purge in some way or another in the ceremony whether it's throwing up or diarrhoea or crying or laughing or a bunch of other things yawning um but throwing up it's quite common um and actually if anything i saw this was hey look you're gonna have to get comfortable with this so here's a bit of practice just get this down you because you you have to get through this you have to get through the entire night of the ceremony so here it is um so that was something that was also done in preparation prior to the first ceremony, um, then in the evening, so all of the ceremonies took took place late in the evening, so it started around 8 or 8.30 in the evening um, and lasted until maybe 3 in the morning, sometimes 4 in the morning, so very long, um, quite tiring um, just being up that long, let alone the experience along with it. Um, so it was definitely a tiring week and I'm glad for it to be done um, but yeah so we had a, almost a Aya talk uh, before the ceremony just again going through the noble silence the four pillars and um, how the ceremony will run um, so the ceremony ran um, we have the maloka which is this circular room um, it's really beautiful it's a big circular room uh, almost a coned uh, roof and there's beds that go around all in a big circle there's a bird's-eye view um, all, all in the big circle you get your your mattress you get maybe three or four pillows um, a bucket <laughs> very necessary a red light um, you I think you can also ask for some Apacha, so that's obviously, the, that's, those are the cigarettes, um, and obviously a lighter with that. Um, there's a fan as well, um, like a little hand fan. Um, I think that's about it. I brought my water bottle. You're not supposed to drink. Um, so this is another one of the things, of the, the the preparation. You're not supposed to eat after a certain time. I think that was maybe like 3 p.m., and then you're not supposed to drink after 5 p.m. So actually the, if you have more water in your system I think it enhances the effects of the ayahuasca which some people might go, oh yeah, let's try it. Um but actually, you know, you need to respect it. So do what they say. Um but I had it from later in the ceremony when I am feeling, you know, I can have some water now, I feel better. Um and a little bit of toothpaste because the ayahuasca tastes Very bad. (laughs) So as soon as you've, as soon as you've sat down, um, everybody sits down. There's also a chance to, again, another form of. Right, sorry, I'm I'm rambling. You sit down. You've got everybody's in a circle. Everybody's got their certain seat, um, and there's the outer circle where everybody sits, and there's an inner circle where all the shamans sit. the shamans have all the ayahuasca in the middle um, and once everybody has sat down um, a little bit beforehand you do have a chance to use agua de florita um, which is a a little bottle of nice smelling liquid. Um I think it's something that they use throughout Peru. Um I've I used it on the Inca Trail because the hike the tour guide person was just like, alright, have a little bit of this um it smells really good um but actually again it was like actually it's it's a strong smell and if you can associate that with almost with protection or if something's going wrong maybe a shaman or a facilitator might come along and maybe spray a little bit of that on you um, and that's gonna in an intense intense experience where you're thinking about other things that smell that intense smell or rush of air or that feeling it, Can Definitely bring something out of you, um, which is really really nice. So you can use that before um, or that might actually be used on you um, During the ceremony if needed Uh, so You sit down It's the noble silence you don't talk to everyone. Maybe you know, you might have a last hug or uh, good luck to someone some of your some of your friends in there Um, and you all the lights go off apart from a few candles so it's like five candles around the circle um, and then each facilitator or there's one facilitator that sits with two shamans um and the two shamans are giving out the ayahuasca dose so they call people up one by one you sit down and they say okay you're having this much is that is that right um because you know they don't want to get it wrong um and you say yes um, and you drink the ayahuasca you say obviously gracias <laughs> um and you go sit back down once everyone's had their drink um all the lights go off so all the candles will, will be blown out and we just sit in silence um, and we sit in silence for At uh, the first night i had no idea how long things were going to last i i I guess I was a bit naive to how long the ceremony was going to be and it was the longest I'd ever sat and been with my own thoughts you know meditative sort of state for that long um so it was a little bit of a challenge in that regards um but yeah so about 45 minutes to an hour um then the shamans start to sing now likelihood is before the shamans start to sing someone will throw up <laughs> um or someone will start to purge, and that's one of the things that was spoken about in the ayah talk. Now, the medicine will give you what it what what you can handle, um, and also you're going to want to purge, and that can come through a variety of forms. So you might throw up, you might need to go to the toilet, uh, you might laugh, you might cry, you might there's all sorts. You might yawn. There's a, all sorts of different ways of purging, and that should be almost. You should let that happen um, often there was a lot of discomfort um, almost I want to throw up but I can't throw up yet you know I could make myself throw up but you're not necessarily allowed to that's not that's almost you need to let the medicine do its work so you have to sit with that nausea for a while until actually then that's the point you get to bucket and you throw up um, But yeah, so you sit in silence for a bit, then the shamans start to sing. Um, That's very intense. I don't know how long that lasts for, maybe an hour or hour and a half or so. Then it goes back down to silence again. Um, And then they call you for the second dose and the facilitator calls out and says, how's everyone feeling? Um, We're now gonna take the second dose. So if you want to, you can stand up and go and have another second dose they'll ask you how how you're feeling how much you want obviously you get a bit of you can decide sort of Um, obviously if you say you want a ridiculous amount they're probably not going to give it to you because they they know that's not that's not feasible Um, but yes you go up for your second dose Um, I went up for my second dose I didn't feel too much on the first time and yeah then again you sit in silence for a little bit afterwards and then the shamans start to sing once more once the shamans are done singing um they then go on to the personal ikaros. so each person will be called out so we had five shamans um there's a lot of a lot of people um and each person so someone will you'll sit in front of a shaman and they will sing their ikaros directly to you um which is quite intense. Once again, uh, even though there's other ikados going on in the background, having a shaman right in front of you in the dark, um, every now and then being lit up by a lighter um, or the mapacha cigarette actually lighting up their face. It's quite, quite trippy, but um, yeah, it was it was fascinating um, and again very intense. After the personal Ikaros, everyone's had their Ikaros done. Um, we sit back in silence. Some of the facilitators would then start to play some music. So we had, there was like a harp and a harmonica, um, different, different types of instruments, which are really, really nice. Um, and then again, silence for a while um, until everything had sort of settled. And then eventually they would ask, how's everyone feeling? Uh, are you feeling the effects of the medicine anymore? And generally then it would be okay, no, they're not. Um and the lights would come back on. You'd be at that would be then the ceremony's over. You can then share and touch and then be with other people. Um and then you can share fresh fruit as well. So there are oranges and apples and bananas and stuff like that. So And that's a very long experience. So you start at about eight, half past eight, and then you finish. We've we finished every night around about three. Uh, half three four o'clock in the morning to then wake up about two two and a half hours later um so that's how the the ceremony was ran at arcana i don't i can't say what it would be like for other places, but that was yeah that was the first night um the second day um, very similar Uh, again you know you only allow breakfast and lunch on those on the ceremony days because of the cut off time for food so those meals are very important Um, again they don't you they don't redo the intentions but actually you you will set yourself generally you set yourself different intentions each night um, based on that previous night Um, but the following morning you have breakfast Um, a chance to talk with other people but then there's a dedicated time where you actually share your experience with others so the following day we had breakfast and then group share and again you sat in the maloka during the daylight so you can see everybody um, and we go one by one and you just say hi my name is joel and last night was interesting and you just you can explain as much or as little as you want but actually it's part of the process of healing of integrating your experience to talk to others about it um so that was really really quite special and I found the group share to be almost more sometimes more significant maybe more significant for me um than others perhaps but it was just amazing to listen to everybody's listen to everybody's story of hey this is me um last year my um i broke up with my like my husband died or uh, my partner was murdered or a childhood trauma or a variety of awful things um and they open up about it and they talk about their experience and how things that they thought about and it's just fascinating to learn and, and, and to take in opinions of others and what that, what the experience meant to them and how what they were thinking about during that thing. Because it is an, it's an individual experience, but it's also shared with a bunch of people. Um, and again, that sharing is the openness that people were able to share about those intimate experiences and intimate feelings brought about almost, it completely broke the ice and went straight through and actually you, I, I felt very very close to all of these people um, that I met at the center simply because of this op- like openness and honesty about how you feel um, and the intensity of that experience so that was fascinating it was really nice to almost listen to everybody else saying saying their things other people building upon other people's um shares so you know this person would say something about their experience and actually you could maybe say something that might help or something that might relate or um, anything you know actually it's it's really nice to see that almost all the individuals working together to almost help each other process their own things okay so group share was after breakfast um, then they did yoga which was kind of cool um, again actually a lot of the well a lot of life, what I found about the ayahuasca ceremonies was sitting with discomfort and yoga is I don't know it's that's that's exactly what it is it's sitting with discomfort here's a position that is uncomfortable to hold hold it I can't do it anymore yeah yeah you can you 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 don't Like, you stop when you choose to stop, generally speaking. Obviously, you can get to the point where you literally collapse, but not many people get to that point. Um, And actually, just going, I can't do it anymore. Yes, you can. You're still doing it. Um, You're still doing it now. You said you couldn't do it 30 seconds ago, but you're still in this position. It's a demonstration of, oh, wow, I can do a lot more than I think I can. I can sit with this discomfort a lot longer than I think I can, or maybe I want to. Um and the ayahuasca ceremonies often, you know, you drink the medicine and you wait, and actually it might be a very uncomfortable three or four hours before you then start to feel better again. But that that's it. Actually, you're you're practicing sitting with that discomfort. Um in the afternoon after lunch we walk to the local village. Um the village there is, is quite interesting because actually it's quite a small village but the center is built right next to it so Jose often employs some of gives the families in the village almost rotate and work in the center as you know cleaners and things like that um, so they have an extra source of income which is quite nice um, again there was a there was a floral bath um, before the ceremony no lemongrass tea this time, and that's only done once. Um, there's quiet, there's almost dedicated quiet time before the ceremony. Almost, you know, that's almost when you start. You're supposed to start the uh, noble silence and just take a bit of time to focus on yourself and what your what your intentions are the previous night, things like that. Uh, there was also breath work. I didn't do that. I think I was probably knackered. <laughs> um, Or i was doing something else but it's nice that some things are optional and some things are some things you should be there for and some things are also optional so um, that was another thing that you could have done uh, but i didn't then you have the second ceremony Um, and during i forgot to mention during the group share they often after you've shared they say you had this amount last night so for me it was like you had 40 and then you had 35 so 40 millilitres on my first dose 35 on my second dose Um, so 75 overall what would you like to do tonight um and i think i went up to 80 for my first dose um, on my second night and then 20 for my second dose so 100 in total Um, and i think i'm probably just going to do it all all in one so in terms of how the week was structured and also how I felt so after that first ayahuasca ceremony the the idea of it was to be strong enough to deal with death um because it's it's a it's a, it's a, an important thing it's it's an intense thing um and you know I I am <sighs> I practice negative visualization, where hey look, I have a wonderful, um, a wonderful partner, um, a wonderful family, and what if they died tomorrow? Or um, oh, I love running. Uh, What if you got in a car crash and you were disabled? It's like okay, it's very you know people might say, oh stop, you know stop being so pessimistic, but it's like actually that thought of it could be a lot worse feeling how you would feel if it was that bad and then coming back to reality and going I might not be where I want to be but I'm definitely not be I'm definitely not in the worst possible position and I'm grateful for that so actually thinking about death was my way of being practicing gratitude for the people and the things that I have in my life Um, and knowing that my family and my partner and my friends are going to die. It's it, it's 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 saddening. Um, it's intense, and I guess I wanted to be ready for that, um, or as ready as I could be. And I think after going through that ceremony, it wasn't too intense in terms of the ayahuasca, and the intention was very much. An intentional intention, I had to think about certain people that I might lose um, and again you know I felt sadness that I'm gonna lose them, gratitude and joy that I have them here and that I'm you know I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful to actually have that relationship when other people do not. Um, feelings of disgust, it's like why does it have to be this way, like why do my brothers have to die um, was vivid sort of I'm not really sure I I don't really like that and again it's like sitting with that discomfort um and also just yeah I mean it was just sort of going over family members you know going back and forth between sadness that they'll be that I'll lose them um and gratefulness that I have them um and just going over different maybe it's like certain experiences I had i I was thinking back to when I like when I left to go to Peru and I was saying goodbye to my mum and my dad I could almost really I could picture those picture that scene of saying goodbye to them so clearly um and I sort of well I was just running through that and being very grateful for what I have um and in the group share and after talking to a bunch of people it was basically like you're not We're never strong enough to deal with death, you know, it it just happens. Um, And actually you deal, you do your best you can when it happens, so that was something that was quite nice and I think um, one of the facilitators, Billy, he said in the group share, you know, thinking about death. you know we never truly die uh, you know if I took this piece of paper here and I burnt it the piece of paper doesn't disappear it turns into flame and ash and and, and then just kind of goes into the rest of everything that is here um, it just changes form um, which I thought was really nice and actually you know in the past I had thought about you know there's a heaven and people when they die they go to heaven but actually when people die at least when you're no longer alive in this human body you just you're you become something else um you change form and that's that's okay uh, so a bit of acceptance for that actually was something that i took on board especially in the later half of the week um on the thursday so the tuesday um after going through the first night with having Mother Aya give me strength, um, I came into this retreat with a lot less baggage than um, a lot of the other people that I was with, and I knew that. Um, and when I say baggage, I mean, you know, I don't have childhood trauma, um, I don't have, I don't have addiction problems, I don't have. I don't have a lot of issues. Um, And that was one of the worries, I guess, going into the retreat. Like, why am I here? Do I need to be here? Um, And knowing that I didn't necessarily have anything that I needed to deal with, I wanted to give myself something to deal with. Um, And I know the phrase seek discomfort um, comes to mind, where actually here's an uncomfortable situation and you can grow from it so putting myself into an uncomfortable situation things going i will be stronger coming out of this reminding myself of the pillars that i have going back to the previous episode reminding myself of the anchors that i have those that love me in my life um, and that i love uh, my family and my friends it's that's holding on to that kept me almost vigilant and, and allowed me to get through that experience so I knew I was going to have a lot more, 100 in total, 80 to start off with I knew it was going to be uncomfortable um, but again the intention was Mother I give me courage um, and I found it very appropriate to do that. Um, courage was something that everyone around me was displaying um, Being able to express in a group share. This is what I've been through. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm struggling with. And then to go in again the following night knowing how difficult it was the first night. That's courageous and to speak about that is courageous. Um, And I thought, you know, I can do this. I can definitely do this. If they can deal with that, I can deal with what what comes to me. Um, And It was a lot more intense there wasn't necessarily anything intent like intentionally that i was thinking about it was just give me courage because i am scared Um, and generally the second night is more intense for everyone you know the first night you kind of test where you are test your grounds and then the second night everyone goes up a little bit um and the demons come out (laughs) to say the least there's a lot of people a lot more purging um one of the People I met next to me, uh, on the mat next to me, was having a very rough time. Um, and actually, we we were roommates together. And he spoke to me, and he, he said, "You know, I needed to ask for help last night, and I didn't." Uh, so that's that's my intention tonight. If I need to ask for help, I will. Um, and I was sat. I was listening to him go through his whatever purging and fear and 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 i could almost feel that and you know all i want to do is go to him and you know like it's okay but again that noble silence like just ask for help like you know mother i i'm courageous but give give him courage give him courage and then he shouts out you know can i have some help please um and i was you know i was really proud of that so actually it's almost yeah, the, the courage displayed by others gave me more courage to deal with the things that came up, I guess, and the discomfort. Because there was a lot of discomfort. I, was, I threw up quite a lot that night. Um, but again, at the calm after the storm. Uh, it, once it's all done, it's I'm so grateful to have been through that experience, to have been around others who have been through that experience again to then share with others and go wow it's done i'm so glad you're here um how was your night how are you feeling it's like oh wow you know there's it's really difficult to describe sometimes but it's also um sometimes you're just so excited to be able to see someone else's face again and and, and to be able to hug them and um yeah so we got the two nights monday and tuesday so ayahuasca ceremonies Um, and again, actually at the end of it, I'd got through it. That was the intention. The intention was mother, I give me courage to get through this experience. And I did, um, and I didn't necessarily want to go for a second dose, but I had told myself, actually, this is, you know, I'm here to not necessarily challenge myself, but that was the intention of the night. You know, I want to be courageous through this ceremony. Um, and I'm scared. To have a second dose, but I'll ask Mother Aya for the courage to do so. So, I did that, um, and I was very grateful when I was done. <laughs> um, Wednesday's a day off. Thankfully, there was a bunch of different things on on this day. Obviously, you get the group share after breakfast, which is really nice. Um, again, that's far more intense, and actually, I think I expressed a, a far more emotions listening to other people's stories as opposed to going. going through my own process um which was really really nice it was really nice to actually just feel maybe the sadness for other people or the joy or like wow i you told me this on the first day and now i see how much you've changed or how your perspectives have shifted or maybe something i told them they directly said and said you know this really helped me i was thinking of this during my sermon last night and i'm really grateful for that so that was really nice just uh must again share with others. Um there was yoga again. I think I was too sore and too tired for that. Um there was a sloth sighting excursion into the jungle and a caiman expedition in the evening. I had lunch and dinner and then just slept <laughs> all the way through. Um I slept a lot. I I just needed to sleep um, because, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, you get about six hours total, which is far less than I would normally have. So I had to catch up knowing that my last ceremony would be on the Thursday. Um, I didn't want to be, you know, a lot of things I wanted to do. I wanted to do those things, but I didn't want to be like the ayahuasca was the main um, reason I was there so I didn't want to inhibit that by being too tired Um. yeah so then the Thursday the Thursday was my final day in the arcana retreat you can do like a one two or a three week retreat um, I chose the one week retreat and I actually had to leave a day early so they normally do a ceremony on Monday and Tuesday and a ceremony on Thursday and Friday but I didn't I had to leave on the Friday before the final ceremony so um Thursday was my final ceremony which was a bit different um and I'm a bit sad that I didn't plan it properly and I couldn't have had that full week experience finish when everybody else did um when most people did but it's fine um that's just the way it was and I sort of took that um and went okay this is this is what this is the reality I'm dealing with let's just do the best I've got um thursday was also sapo day um so sapo is the the other plant medicine or um it's it's not a plant medicine i guess it's an animal medicine it's the poison from the sonoran desert toad um they take the poison they dry it on a sheet of glass they then um make it into a powder they put it in a little test tube um yeah, so you have your breakfast and actually the SAPO is then in the morning during the day and it's a much shorter experience. So um both ayahuasca and sapo are DMT-based psychedelics. Um however one you are in you one you are almost digesting and one you are inhaling. Um so it's very different. The ayahuasca ceremonies last for a lot longer. Um and the DM, the the smoked, um, the vapor of the sapo, um, is far more intense, far more fast acting, um, like within ten seconds, um, as opposed to sitting and waiting for forty five minutes, an hour, um, and it's also shorter, shorter lasting. So some people had experiences that were 20 minutes some people had them for just over an hour um so it's it's a lot shorter um but doesn't diminish the experience in any way shape or form um it was actually my favorite experience of the week so that's in a slightly smaller um circle room I think it was called the Maloka. um again very pretty there was an outer circle where everybody could sit um, and then there was four beds in the middle, where the, that was where people would have their experience. So actually, again, the noble silence, do not talk, um, even if you're not the one going through the experience. Um, and each person would get called up one at a time. Two people would generally go at a time, and then once they'd relaxed, the other two people would go and just sort of cycle back and forth. Um, it was incredible. Uh, there were no real intentions going into this because Sapo was one of the things I'd listened, I'd heard about, 5-MeO-DMT, about being almost the, the Christmas star on the top of the, yeah, the star on top of the Christmas tree um, in terms of psychedelics. It's almost the best one. And, um, you know, I had... I was nervous going into it. It was amazing to watch people before. I must have watched about 10 or 12 people go before me, um, which was nice. And I was, you know, crying before, like crying, watching them go through their experience and laugh and also sadness. And it's, yeah, it was fascinating. Um, I sat down um, on the mat and there's this nice music playing. Um, And there's Jose, and this is he. He's very personal with this medicine. It's his favourite medicine. So he actually he delivers the medicine to you. Um, It comes in a little, not anything like this, but maybe cut that in half, and they put it in the bottle. um, They get a blowtorch and they vaporise that. A little straw on the top. It's all vaporised, and they go okay. And you hold your nose, you breathe out, and then. Breathe all of it in at once, if you can. Maybe you need to take a little bit of a breath. So you breathe a little bit in, then a little bit of air, and then the rest of it, and then the bit of air, then the rest of it, and you hold that in for as long as you can, and eventually you will let go, um, and. It was really nice because I was nervous going in, and it was quite funny. You know, Jose, I don't know, he got some. <sighs> I think he was—he probably had a bit too much of the sapo. after after each person's um, had done their vapor. He would have the final little bit left, um, and I think it probably built up a bit. And he also had some tiger balm oil, which went in his eyes and. Yeah, it was a a whole mess and it was quite funny. Um, And I was, you know, it was like a 15 minute delay, but yeah, it was really funny. Um, And I spoke to him and I was like, well, you've definitely got the nerves out for me. Um, And he said, being nervous is a sign of respect for the medicine. Um, And I think that goes to, that that applies to all things. You know, being nervous is a sign of respect to whatever you're doing. Um are you going on a date? it's a sign of respect for the importance of the date um or the interview it's like it's actually that's normal um and it makes us i think it remind it almost he reminded us that they were, that's that's what it means to be human um and you're gonna have a great time <laughs> um i think he knew that so and i think i was i didn't want to have any expectations going in but i didn't i wasn't very fearful i was after that, I was like, "Okay, here we go. Let's just do this." Um, yep. Yeah, so had the vapor in three hits, and you just hold it in, and I'm gonna do my best to like recall it. But you sat upright, and everything just started sort of wobbling, shaking, um, and then. I don't know. I don't know what happened in that first part, but I eventually just went, uh, and I lean back, and they set you back, and you you put your arms out. They they put your arms out to the side, and they uncross your legs, and they lay you back. Um, apparently, I just did nothing for two minutes or so, two or three minutes, um, and it's very much the idea of letting go. Let the medicine do the work. You can't hold on. If you hold on, you actually can have most more likely to have a really bad experience. So just letting go and letting things happen. Um, After that, so I, you know, the idea of an ego death, actually everything just disappearing. I'd like to assume that maybe during that two minutes of silence, I I don't know, I died or something, I'm I'm not too sure, Um, but I definitely let go and everything sort of disappeared. <laughs> so I guess that would be what you would call an ego death. Um, coming back, I laughed like I'd never laughed in my life before. I it, it was hilarious. I just I, I laughed so much I couldn't stop. Um, or I'd stop and then I'd look at something or I'd think of something and then I'd just go back into laughing and like laughing and crying with, with, with laughter. Um and you know, everybody else is going through that experience around you, but you just I, I n no, there was nothing in particular that was funny, it was just laughter. Um and it was amazing. It was it was it was just pure joy. Um I looked around the room, you know, I could, I was lying back so I could look around me um, and see everybody's, I wanted to look at everybody's individual faces and see everyone smiling. Um, I mean, I was smiling so hopefully they were smiling back Um, and most people were and it was just like, I was laughing while looking at them. I think I looked at one of the facilitators and she was like, almost the look of like, yeah, right? Like, you understand now. and yeah, the laughter turned into crying and and sadness. Um, again, it was going back to that first night of like, look at all these people around me and all the people I have at home. I will lose them, and that's sad. And I and I'm going to lose everything. And then going back to laughter and 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 crying a little bit. Um, but actually, I think that experience almost, it allowed me to accept that, accept those feelings. You're like, they're going to die and that's okay. Um, I opened my eyes and was looking at the top of the Maloka. So it's like an, it's like you're looking down into an ice cream cone, like the ice cream cone's on the top. So I was looking up to the top of the cone, <laughs> or I guess the bottom of the cone. Um for you for those of you listening on audio just it's it's a hut okay there's a point on the top and as it goes down um and i was looking at the top and there are a few butterflies at the top of the Maloka, and it was almost the simplicity of life and death expressed in a butterfly you know they are born they they fly around and they die and something else is in its place You know maybe there's another butterfly (laughs) um the simplicity of life and death is it was easy to see in a butterfly because i don't have any connection to a butterfly apart from oh that looks nice um and it was nice to take that simplicity and almost apply it to the complexity of humans where there's that human connection where you know people you you can actually communicate with them um so almost having the complexity of human connection and simplicity of life and death expressed by a butterfly or butterflies um, it was really nice to almost just put them together and just be with that um, so I went from that and then kind of went through my physical body just touched my head touch my face touch my ears my neck my arms my hands my shoulders my chest my torso my legs my knees my leg my feet my toes everything um, and just feel what it's like to sort of be there um, <clears throat> uh, yeah again a bit more laughter after that just like looking at people and just being very grateful um, maybe looking at other people also going through the experience and just <laughs> almost being so happy for them as well um, happy to be around fill filled in a room full of love and kindness, um, people who want the best for you, um. <clears throat> um, yeah I mean eventually I just I sat up and I think I had a hug with the facilitator, um, so you have a facilitator who sat by your bed um, during this experience so actually if you need anything you want to talk to them or you want a hug or whatever you need a hand for assistance Um, Yes, this whole time, you know, they're fanning you or they might be, um, yeah, whatever it is. Um, Yeah, a little bit of a hug just to finish. And then I think a little bit of mango and a a glass of water, Um, yeah. And actually before that had happened, before, um, like after feeling my body, I just, after laughing so much, I was just, okay, let's just stop. And I stopped breathing. I just put my hands on my chest, and I felt my heartbeat. It was the life force within. And um, that was again just like another sense of gratitude. Like I'm here. This is what's keeping me going. Um, and just being with that. So yeah, it was it was a wonderful experience. Um, I would definitely do it again. ayahuasca I don't think I need to um, until you know until I need to deal with something or until I want to heal. But 5 DMT, on the other hand, the SAPO, um, I would love to do that again. It was such a beautiful experience. Um, And yeah, I'm really grateful to have been able to experience that with with all the other people in the room and during the day and for a short amount of time. (laughs) Um, And I can't remember what else happened in that day. um, But then later in the evening, there was a final ceremony. Um and I think it, I, I took it a little bit easier that night. Um, just had one dose, didn't go up for a second. Again, I think it was still having courage to deal with the the experience because I knew it was still gonna be challenging. Um I sat with the discomfort, I sat with the nausea, um, I sat with the no sadness, um and eventually just, you know, came out the other side feeling better, feeling Gratitude that I'm not feeling like that anymore, um, and just that, you know, that's it. I'm done. That's the end of my ayahuasca retreat, um, and I'm going to miss all the, all these people in this room, and, you know, there's that gratitude. So, <clears throat> that finished. I had the uh, group share the following morning, um, and then left on a boat the uh, after lunch, and for anyone thinking of doing an ayahuasca retreat or something similar you know they in peru they also have um san pedro ceremonies um i know in mexico you can do mushroom ceremonies i'm sure you can do that in peru as well um but actually just this healing environment if you are thinking about it i would if you want to ask any questions let me know i'll be happy to try and answer them um, <clears throat> but going into the serum, going into the week, I thought, I wonder what this, I wonder what this psychedelic experience will be like. And coming out of it, I saw what a massive potential it has to heal people if they want to heal, um, which was really, really special. I just wanted to add to that uh, long segment on my ayahuasca retreat um <clears throat> yeah just reiterating the point that i had i came out of that retreat with a lot of hope for those that want to get better you know i don't know too many people in my life that well to say you should go and have an ayahuasca retreat um everyone deals with their own things um, and they need to deal with it in the way they want to deal with it Um, but actually if someone said to me someone I knew said to me um, I'm really struggling there's this you know there's all sorts of things that are going on and I don't know what to do you know I've tried this I've tried that Um, and they wanted to get better they were telling me they wanted to get better I would definitely recommend it because it you know it's not a normal practice it's not like go to the doctors and here's your medicine or go and see a psychologist and here's your therapies it's very different but actually the shamans have worked with the medicine for many many years you know i think one of the shamans there had been working with it since she was 22 like me (laughs) not that i've been working with it but she first tried ayahuasca when she was 22 um and she's been working with it for i don't know 45 years or something so a lot of experience a lot of different people and a lot of the environment that was created there so you know whether i i'm not going to attribute all of the healing that i saw Um, in others to the ayahuasca Um, I'm not going to attribute it to sapo either Um, but actually the combination of the ayahuasca the shamans um, the facilitators the environment that has been built the all of it it, it's incredible it's it's all been worked out to you know people talk about set and setting Um, I think I might have mentioned that in the Preparation for psychedelics video actually My set and setting for all previous psychedelic use has been on my own or with one friend at home In an environment, which is generally quite safe um, As opposed to on the other side of the world with a bunch of strangers um, Multiple times in the week, you know, it's it Sort of completely through like i thought it was sort of completely throwing away set and setting um but they as soon as you get there the community feel that is there with the facilitators and also the other people that are around you the openness that it generally comes with the experience people wanting to grow um that was just that 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 set the setting you know that was here's the set and you're in the beautiful jungle um, here to do a traditional medicine with you know it's in a traditional context actually that that is a I want to respect this setting Um, and with all these amazing people who want to heal um, and who are almost trying to love openly and 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 help everybody wants to see each other get better throughout the week um, and help each other to like figure things out. Um, and actually, the number of transformations, the number of different people that I met who had spoken about things, who then later in the week had just completely changed what they had, their orientation, their perspective on a certain thing. Um, a lot of, a lot of acting, like realizing that they've been acting. Um, a certain way when it's like why am I trying to act this way Um, and a lot of self love um, or loving kindness to others even though they don't necessarily you know loving kindness to those that have abused them like it's again the courage displayed by others to deal with those events was fascinating to watch and I think sharing that in a group environment you're dealing with one thing and you see everybody else dealing with their own things. That's that's inspirational um, and allowed me to, I, I, I really appreciate the exposure to that. Um, to actually learn from that and, and see what other people go through and how they deal with it and what they think about different things. And also actually my, I guess, realisation that I'm not going to be strong enough to deal with death and that's okay. Um, And one of the the key takeaways, I guess something that I already knew, um, but that was re-emphasized for me was, you know, my fear of death, or I think a lot of people's fear of death stems from the fact that when we die, we might have regrets. You know, I wish I'd told this person this, or I wish I'd done that, or I wish I hadn't done that. I haven't got enough time. It's like we need to act in a way that is. We need to act as authentically as possible. Act that is act in a way that is true to how you feel. Um, Don't act for other people. You know, I've spoken about social feedback is important but probably nowhere near as as important as you think it is Um, and the, the fear of dying for me was i have all these amazing people in my life and i would be very upset and you know regretful to die or for them to die Without them knowing how much I love them or how special they are to me or how well I live, you know, I, I would be sad. You know, you can question whether you're going to be sad when you like once you're dead and what you're going to experience once you're dead, you know, once you're dead, you're dead. Um, you might not experience anything. But just the idea that actually. If I die, I want everyone. That I care for and that I love to know how well I lived, to know that I lived a good life and that um, I wasn't sad, I wasn't, um, I wasn't regretful. I, I I lived as well as I could, and they helped make that possible. And I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. You know, I, I just almost that gratitude again. Hey, look, you're really important to me, and don't forget it. Because if something happens to me, I want you to know, I want you to know that you were really important and not have any doubt about that. Um, And I knew that, but actually just coming here is like, well, coming to the the retreat and and going through that and seeing other people It's just like, it just reiterates the, the fact that. I need to keep telling people that I love that I love them, um, regardless of the embarrassment that you might feel for telling certain people you love in front of other people. Um, you know, it was almost the, the cliche thing of like, you're on the phone to your girlfriend or whatever it is, and then it's the end of the conversation you're with your mates and it's like, oh, you're going to say, oh, I love you too. It's like, <laughs> um, I mean, maybe that's not I think for everybody, but that I, I could, I've I, seen that in myself and in other people before, um, or whether it's to, even to your parents or something, or, or to other people that you love. And just the fear to express that, it's like there's there, there's 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 valid reason to be fearful, you know. You might be, em- that people might em- you might be embarrassed in front of your friends to say that. Um, they might make fun of you for saying that. They um, they might take, they might, they might take the piss, but it's not to say that they won't do that. Don't be so silly. Just say it anyway. It's like they might do that, and you might have to deal with that. But actually, it's way more important to express how you feel to the people that you love at the expense of people taking the piss out of you, <laughs> um, because, well, you know the. the Nothing's nothing's guaranteed Um, This might be the last video I ever do Um, I hope it's not but actually if if it is then I I do want people to know How much I care for them and how how grateful I am to have them in my life and things like that, so um, If there is anybody that you love that you that you Couldn't imagine your life without or wouldn't want your life to you know you wouldn't want your life without them um, regardless of whether it's going to happen or not because it will eventually happen um, let them know even if you let them know like yesterday <laughs> or if you haven't let them know in a very very long time just let them know because it is really important and often it is just taking it is having that act of courage to step forward and go you Mm -hmm. know courage is acting in fear that's it um it's not like you know some people want courage to do x y and z it's like well it's not like when you have courage you're not fearful you are fearful still you just act despite the fear So, if there are fears that you have about doing certain things, knowing that courage is acting regardless of that fear, I think, makes it a little bit easier to act, knowing that you're not going to have to wait for a fear to disappear, like, all you've got to do is act, easier said than done, but there isn't, like, you don't have to wait for the fear to disappear for you to be able to have the courage. yeah hopefully that was a interesting episode hopefully um, some insights into what an ayahuasca experience looks like um, or an ayahuasca retreat at arcana um, looks like and some insights to what i felt while i was there um, how i feel now things like that so if you have any questions let me know